0: And we're back. Where are you in life?
1: We, yeah, we are. We're back.
0: So, Andrea, you and I haven't actually spoken to each other in quite a bit. And a lot of stuff has been going on. And I want to talk about it because it feels like major movements have been going on under the surface. Yeah. And we're all in this moment of revealment. And I'd like, I'd like to discuss this as a general concept and then maybe specifically of the things that you've delved into because as manifesting generators <laughs> the two of us follow you know follow the energy and follow our interests in a particular way at a different pace
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's fascinating to see what comes up how vibrant and important it becomes and where where it takes us
1: yeah like i've been everyone's like where did you go and i was like well i got the gene keys book And I, I literally, you know, Alice, Alice reading her book and falling asleep and falling down a rabbit hole. And as a manifesting generator, I don't know how long it's going to last. So it's like there, I don't know. I have a tendency to like, oh, it's hot right now. And I have to like, not so much drop everything, but this is all i'm thinking about and talking about and i've already ordered the book i'm, I'm like that like i find something i come upon, I come upon it i kind of like jump in the middle of it i don't really go step by step and i grab the good stuff and it's literally like i don't know how long it's going to last like in a week it could be something else and and i don't think so because it's really having a very powerful um not so. I don't know validation, justification, rationalization. I will say this. I think it is something that I. Ha- I'll speak for myself. I do think, though, because you would ask me, you're like, okay, well, tell me about my gene keys, and I'm like, absolutely not, <laughs> because I. It is such a journey within yourself. It is so between you and you that I think it's doing yourself a disservice to have somebody else interpret it to you because they're operating through their own lenses and their own perceptions and their own first thought, best thought, which applies really only to them. So if someone's telling you about your gene keys, they're telling you about themselves via your gene keys, which is a really interesting like reflection upon reflection upon reflection. So I'm terrible at learning process. Like I was a terrible math student because my teacher would always say sloppy mistakes, because I'd be just be like, well, let's just get to the get to the answer. Get to the answer. Rather than the process, rather than which is actually something for me to really um sink more into is because as my gene keys are telling me it actually is the des- it is actually the journey for for me as a manifesting generator in just in, in different just like preliminary stuff that I've come across it's like it really is actually about the journey it's not about actually being in Switzerland necessarily. It's about getting there. It's about how, what were all of the nuances and moments that were there that you don't want to miss because you're so focused on the end part. Anyways, all that to say, I I made myself sit down and just read the introduction of the the big Gene Keys book, by the way. There's like, I don't know, there's there's a bunch of sort of sub books that, that I've also gotten now because they're helping me understand the process because there's two parts of it there's the process of understanding the chart of the gene keys and the sequences and what informs what and then there's the actual archetypal language and writing that Richard Rudd has in the very thick gene keys book so in a, in a way it's kind of fun for like left brain right brain because the archetype reading is, is beautiful prose. It's really lovely. It's lovely. Um, I mean, I've only read, I've read a few that aren't my key, my gene keys just because I got super obsessed and like pulled up my family's charts and like looked to see like what gene keys we have in common. Cause that's so interesting to me too. Like mm-hmm. I looked at your chart, we have mm-hmm. nothing in common. So when you said, tell me about your gene keys, I'm like, I can't because I haven't yeah, read yeah. anything that's not mine right now. <laughs> But what was interesting was um, seeing so many similarities between me and my brother to the point where I was like, are they all like this? And no, they're not. And that was what was so fascinating to me is um, also how my relationships with people, it's it's cool that you and I have not one gene key in common because that's like, okay, cool. Joanna can go figure all those out (laughs) and, and live those out. And I'll live these out and I'll share experiences. You know, Sita and I have common ones and my brother. So that's been where I, so I got back from Tucson with a bunch of crystals that need to be like priced and categorized and, and advertised and sold. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Anyways, gene keys. <laughs> the life of a manifesting generator. Um, I do want
0: to just say one thing along the lines of the family sort of patterns is that I've heard several people talk about human design in that um, when you check your family's human design, a lot of times it skips generations, meaning the grandparents, you might have more in common with your grandparents Mm -hmm. than the parents. But there are these through lines through the family in terms of, you know, the lines and the centers and, you know, just the general energy systems. And in astrology, you can certainly look at the parents and also, you know, going back further generations, if you're able to, to get additional information there, there's a lot more crossover with the parents and the child Um, in terms of like often the ascendant or descendant kind of is like in the sun or moon, you know, there's things like that, that you can definitely see personality wise of those imprints through the generations Um, That parents, you know, put on the kids or whatever, and I think the part of that is that, and we know from the yogic science that the impressions made during pregnancy, while the while the fetus is in utero, are significant, and that you know the period from, you know, what is the hundred twentieth day to forty days after birth is really the most impressionable time, and it's like that's the time that the parent mother particularly but certainly the father as well is going through their own rites of passage and their own cycles uh so you you know you see a lot of kids born when the parents are going through their saturn return right 28 yeah. 29 30 years old or in many cases when par- when parents are having their children at a later age right it's Uh, A Chiron return in many cases for men. You know we see that Mm -hmm. often here in 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 Hollywood, right? The second family comes when the father is around fifty or ish or something like that. So anyway, I do want to just say that I do think those patterns are worth exploring because they give us a greater understanding of our own. Uh, frequency and what current we ride in on in our own epigenetics and our own genetics and sort of ancestral line and ancestral patterns that offers information and helps us understand who we are to be the best version of us, which is I think why we do this and why we explore this information to begin with. If we didn't want to know about
1: ourselves, we wouldn't read this. Totally, and I and the you know the the gene keys. Is- he he, really narrows it down to one word per gene key, and it you know again it's why it's like it really is up to you how how deep do you want to go? I mean I think we live we're we're you I mean you and I see this a lot people they, people want answers they want quick quick what does this mean what does this mean I do that to you and you'll be like oh you're, you know Saturn Venus I'm like what does that mean twenty five words or less and the thing is like. It's kind of funny because you can just take one of the words in the gene keys, you know, impeccability. And do you even know what that means? I mean, you you really are, I mean, I keep using the word disservice, but it's, it really is a disservice just to take your, you know, your sort of surface, (laughs) surface, surface, (laughs) Um, take on like what impeccability means rather than actually read Read his take on it first of all, Richard Rudd, who wrote the Gene Keys and had the whole download, and I mean, even go into the OED, the Oxford English Dictionary. You know, you can you can really, you can spend your life on one word. It's like what we've learned in yoga. You can spend your life on one mantra, and that's 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 an entire incarnation. Um, and he taught. He definitely gets into like the the correspondence of DNA and epigenetics. And there's a gene, (laughs) there's a gene key for that. Like when there's, there's a, there's life cycles, like there's a gene key for, I think age um, from birth to seven, like there's seven year cycles. He, he's very, um, he gets into that, but also like, you know, and I've examined the, my family's charts before. So like, I know I already knew that my brother and I have his son is exact my ascendant like exact and it's bananas how the you know that we we share in terms of like one sequence like we have the exact same numbers in different positions and that's the, the other part too is like no two are alike because each gene key uh it's referred to as a sphere it's a lot of, there's some terminology, but I'll say this too, as someone who's extremely impatient to learn systems and extremely impatient to, uh, settle into a vocabulary, this is, it's, it, it's actually, I'm getting it quick. It's, it's a, it's a quick, um, understanding, I think, and maybe just cause I'm into it, who knows, but each sphere has a different line also there. So you can have the same gene key say number 42, but then I might have a Line Six, and then he might have a Line Three, which they describe it as playing in a different key. So, anyways, I don't know. It's um, it's hitting. Right, it's hitting right now. And I think I think I first heard about Jean Case from maybe Go To Jughead. I think she mentioned the year, but I remember hearing about them and being like, oh, fuck, another thing." <laughs> you know, oh, have you heard about human design? No, God damn it. I'm still trying to like figure out my son's Saturn thing. And it's all, it's, it's all the same university. It's all this, it's, you know, it's the occult sciences. So they do share a lot of correspondence. And I think also as manifesting generators, it's, We're we're finding patterns and connections. Like we're not. I'm not gonna ever call myself a master of anything because, as as a very informed, enlightened being said to me, never call yourself a master. You will immediately be exposed because someone's gonna know more. And so I'm like, great. I'm just gonna grab what works. Yeah. No. I'm the same.
0: I I feel that I operate from the beginner's mind and operate from a place of questioning and exploration and every little bit of information adds on and it yep. gives us a lot of permission to explore and try and fail and misunderstand and learn again and yeah i think it is all of this is is very interesting and i have a friend who said that the way that they've been really exploring their gene keys is they have the audio and they mm-hmm. listen to it over and over and over because they're always finding something new and something newly relevant of whatever it is, the experience that they're going through. Yeah. Um, and I do think that it's, you know, when when we look at them and, and see these words and see these themes and how just spot on and, and they go through all of, To your point, all of these occult systems, all of the information, all of our like personal numerology matches up with the astrology and the human design and the Enneagram and, you know, the gene keys. So every little bit is, I I think it's great. It's just more opportunity for people to find ways in. That's all.
1: Yeah. And I love love that idea actually of, of listening to the audio. I'm not an audiobook person. I just, my mind wanders way too much, I think and it was through the podcast with Rick Rubin interviewing Richard Rudd that i mean i was driving back from tucson and i'm pretty blown out from the whole thing <laughs> like and i'm listening to this podcast and as i'm driving i'm like all right i'll get the book okay fine and I'm still – I am I really am blown out from Tucson. It should only take me three hours to get home. It took me five hours. I was, like, circling a parking lot for a half hour trying to find something that wasn't McDonald's to eat. And then I just was like, fuck it, and I ate McDonald's. And I'm like, I'll go to a Barnes & Noble. And, like, I get to this Barnes & Noble, and they don't have the book. And I'm like, oh, but the Barnes & Noble back where there was the McDonald's, they have – no, I'll just order online. <laughs> but – Richard Rudd's voice is hypnotic i mean yeah. he has this gentlemanly english scholar and very unattached too like i lit- and this is just my own my own movie making here, but I'm just picturing this like C.S. Lewis type sitting down with J.R.R. Tolkien at like the Eagle and Child and just having this conversation about and he doesn't care if you get it or not. And he gets that he doesn't even get it. He talks about codon rings, which I mean this sounds like Scientology. Oops, sorry. But <laughs> You know, he talks about these codon rings and I'm like, what the fuck is a codon? And he even says, he's like, yeah, I actually don't really understand that. I'm still figuring that out too. Yeah. And there's even in in one of the gene key descriptions for one of mine, I'm reading it. And the city, S-I-D-D-H-I, um, that's the highest, sort of the highest tonality of the gene key that you can hope to reach because each gene key has a shadow, a gift, and a city. And a city is like that, just that attainment that we're all, we all want. We're all, we're all, I mean, I want it. I don't know. Um, That enlightened state of something. And one of my cities, he describes it as, he's like, he's basically like, yeah, you're probably never going to get this. So, don't even try. In fact, you know what? Just go back and read the gift part and work on that. And maybe the city'll slip in every now and then. Who kn- I mean, you, yeah. you never know. And I'm literally like, "Wow, is he like writing this for me?" He's like, "You know what, honey? Don't just just go go have a cupcake. Go yeah. on go the corner and just 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 you know, tame that little human self and and let's just be happy with our gifts." <laughs> You know, that reminds me too of
0: this teaching that we've had in in, um, yoga, which is that the experience is what we're after. And the experience is what it is. There's no, it just, it, it can be good. It can be bad. It can be up. It can be down. It can be short. It can be long. But if you could have, you know, one second, 10 seconds or 30 seconds where you're really in the pocket of the truth and the depth of you and the heightened experience of you, that's all you need. Mm -hmm. And that's all, you know, just that glimpse, that could literally be enough to open up portals and worlds and, you know, your destiny path. And it's, you know, something that I've always been... and probably will continue to reiterate is this sort of fallacy that meditation will lead you to some kind of attainment and you will get something from it. And there is a result. And the answer is no, there is no result. There's no thing that's going to happen to you after you sit down for three minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. You're still going to go and live your life here in the real world. So, then what? It's like if you're not going after something specific, then just to have an experience and an open mind and open heart of what, what, what might happen. And therein lies certainly the gift, but also that city is mm-hmm. it's hidden in there, right? And mm-hmm. all we have to do is show up for it and continue to show up for it and let a little bit more of the um, conditioning go. Right, of the thought of, oh, it must look like this, or there has to be an outcome. You know, oh, I have, oh, this gene key is like, oh, I have to live up to my fullest potential. It's like, no, 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 you just have to move in the general direction of the experience of the idea of, or maybe the emotion of the thing. And if you do it over and over, preferably daily, preferably at the same time or whatever, right, find your path maybe it's through different means it, it will happen before you know it.
1: And I think it's like, it's that saying, you know, we don't see the world as it is. We, we see it as we are or whatever the, the quote is. And he reflects on that too. It's, it's just perception. Mm -hmm. And when I go into a meditation and come out, the, you know the house is still a mess the the dog is still you know getting fur everywhere and that thing still isn't done and i'm not reacting to it like i used to i'm it's not bothering me as much it's not draining my energy and you know to me it's just only i mean only we can change the world around us only we can change our thoughts only we can change our perceptions and if we're constantly tuning into letting the external define our reality you know we're let, we're the the external is is imposing itself on us and i think what we've you know what we're all all talking about all the time is well how can i i think we're also at a point in our lives too where it's like all right all right. <laughs> how how can I actually impose myself on the world in a positive, beneficial way now? How can I, can you just do that thing? Can I just do it? Can we just stop the stuff that's stopping us from doing it? Yeah. I did want to say too, just back to the astrology, is it because, just back to the whole grandparent, grandchild, does that have, to do with the chiron i think if i think because grandparents and, and grandchildren could tend can tend to have a similar chiron placement or like a year is it uranus it's something it,
0: that honestly just depends on you know oh, the, the age the yeah. generation literally like if the yeah. grandparent is 50 when the kid is born That's then awesome. yeah chiron will be in the same
1: yeah yeah
0: Um, so it, that piece of it depends, but I think that, um, I mean, the moon, right, is the mother, the moon is the lineage. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the moon obviously has information available. I think there's a, there's a few different ways how it works. I would need to explore further, but the fact is, is that it, it shows up over and over in these patterns. And again, I think... I guess... I would just take it a little bit broader on my end and say this is soul family information. And it's you're coming through and having these karmic cycles with the souls in different configurations. And it might be a friend or, you know, a partner or some or a family member that you instantly recognize. And I think a lot of people have these experiences over the course of their lifetime where they just meet someone and they they're there, we have a connection. It's not. It, it's to, in some ways it's almost random. But when you have it, and when you see it, and when you feel it, you know it right away. Yeah. Even if it's something of like we're just here to do one thing together at this time, it's like you know, going walking into kindergarten, and I, I, I this. Happened to me. I went my first day of kindergarten and I met this girl uh, named Jackie who had a J name like I did, and we had the same birthday. And we, and so exactly never met the girl before. I was five, she was five. Um, (laughs) And yeah, and we were best friends from that moment. And there was something that we felt like we had a kinship and there was some path that we were walking that was very similar and it only lasted the duration of elementary school, but that's all it needed to do to get us on our way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I could, I could, I could lose days just punching in birth times and, you know, and just like making the connections. I honestly, when I, when I pulled up the gene keys, I put my brother's chart in first as a comparison just because I knew offhand his birth time because I I was there in real time (laughs) when it happened, when he was born. And um, and I have done that before where I've gone through my family's charts and I have kind of like looked for the similarities. And it's funny because my sister and I are only 17 months apart. So we actually have the same Pluto because of the whole retro, it's slow, great. slow retrograde. And I think it's on my mom's ascendant and we're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Here to transform your mom. <laughs> like, welcome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's like, I think it's also, it's just nice to have some permission too, and that's what, that's what reading these texts does for me is because look, you and I manifesting generators, not the status quo. We, you know, all our lives were programmed to think that things are supposed to be a certain routine, a certain way. And yet we have resisted this all of our lives and been made to feel wrong about it at times and have been congratulated at times and, you know, whatever it is, what it is. And when I, when I, when I when I hear like, it's okay to stop something mid project, because it's not, it's, you're, it's not, that's just not, you're not supposed to finish it. I mean, my God, I was, I was drilled all my life, finish what you started. So I wouldn't want to start something because then I'd have to finish it. I think I, I feel like I've said that before here. Anyways, the, the whole point, same thing with relationships and friendships and, you know, I think my tendency is whatever I'm putting my attention on, I just blow up. It's just, it becomes everything. So if that means that I'm, you know, back in the day doing extra work on some TV show and I happen to be sitting next to someone and we start chatting about, you know, dogs, all of a sudden this person is the only thing in my world. You know, it's like, it's like, we know, it. boom, 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 boom. Right. And then, you know, the next day I don't even remember their name and we move on and, I think a lot of my my sort of interpretation of that has been very judgmental on myself for being like, oh, you're flaky, oh, you're, you know. But I I do think though that the people that are close that I've you know you and I've traveled together now for what ten years, mm-hmm. I mean I think we're I think I think there's staying power here. You know, I think you're, so. I think so. You're, you're worth pulling up a chart and looking at it and being like, all right, what's <laughs> going on here? But it's, you know, it's, it's just this divine flow, you know, people come and go, some things stay longer than others, some things should be ended sooner than than they should be, you know, whatever. Like that's, that's again, our very personal journey. And one thing, if I could take away anything, and this is your cancer son talking, is just not to take it personally, mm-hmm. not to take any of it personally because it's not personal, it's cosmic.
0: Very astute, <laughs> intelligent. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Take that to the bank all the way. <laughs> oh, well, it's true. I mean, I think that if when the more we impose our personal will, the things get, things can go awry. And it's very timely. And I'm going to tie this right into the current astrology because yeah. this is the Leo Aquarius axis. This is the energy around sort of the, the ego Leo wanting to put their imprint and blueprint on mm-hmm. everything. Like it's my way or the highway vibe mm-hmm. versus Aquarius, which is about the collective, but it's also about the higher mind and really going into that higher level and state of consciousness and going into the cosmic field into the flow and frequency of an elevated energy rather than the mundane the the heaviness of the 3D and of that sort of like my way or the highway energy which is really a challenge to to maneuver around, you know, when you're with people. And I think it's interesting because now I think probably both of us have moved away from being around those types of people that are so rigid in their experience. And they're so, um, you know, dialed into like their own needs and wants and just narcissism. It's like, we just don't operate on that energetic field anymore. I mean, I don't, know anyone like that and if I do my interactions with them are so minimal and limited that it doesn't even stick because I'm just not interested in that base frequency I'm much more interested in this cosmic flow and finding our own you know algorithms and really like going deeper into these divine inroads and as we're saying like using the gene keys or using the human design using astrology following the planets whatever, you know, the tarot, like going deeper into the archetypes and finding how can that information get us into a vibration that we, where we feel good and that there is more flow and there is more receptivity and we've moved away from duality. And now we're into some, you know, energetic, you know, like sort of train, like Railway, like we're just on some other path that has no end. Yeah, it's very deep and and open, and and that's where we're headed with the Aquarius, and certainly with Pluto and in, in Aquarius for the next twenty years, but also in this, you know, great age of the Aquarian age that's coming in this larger epic for the entire, you know, well, really our entire world and galaxy. I mean, we're moving into a higher state of consciousness and we can't be slowed down by people's like bloviating egos.
1: No. And I think, you know, the conversations I've been having with a lot, well, you know, people I'm close to, let's just say, I won't say a lot of people, but I have a very small, (laughs) a very short speed dial list, but like I'm a, I'm feeling, and and again, maybe it's the age I'm at now where it's like, I got a lot, a lot of my yaya's out already. And now it's, it's more of that. What we, what I was saying earlier is like, all right, what am I, what am I, what can I really, how can I just do it? Can I just do it? Can I just do my, whatever, you know, whatever it is. And there's a sort of looseness and fluidity about it where it's like, I don't even have to, I don't have to understand the dynamics. I don't have to understand the cellular memory. You know, I don't, I don't have to figure that out. All I have to know is that I have a divine presence that is me, that is you that has, that knows no separation to anything really. And as I've said before, if I have just one little tiny part of myself that is infinite, then all of me is infinite. That is the definition of infinity. So it's, it's funny because we have these really um, high production value conversations about quantum and, and the cosmos and our infiniteness. And we live in a 3D world. And the, the, the people I've been having these very quantum conversations with, you know, in our, in, we are now consciously actually very interested in participating more in the 3d. And to me, it's like, you know, we're, we're here, we're here for a very short period of quote unquote time. So one of my mantras lately is, okay, well, how can I what mundane task can I pour all of my infiniteness into today? You know, it's like Remington's always talking about a fit receptacle. Like, okay, rather than resist the 3D, rather than, you know, fight against it and, oh, I don't want to, it, it's like, all right, all right. I know that I'm infinite and beyond all intelligence and, and you know, I am the mind of God, if I may say so. so. You got me. You got my attention. What do you, who, who wants it? Oh, Bank of America. Let's go. You know, just, I'm, I'm, I'm much more interested now in rather than running, not so much running away, but avoiding things as, as as other, calling them other and just being like, all right, you know, you want, you want some, you want some of me? want a
0: little bit, you want a little piece of me? Well, it's so interesting. I wanted just to say too, along the lines of this. um, If you're, you know, one little bit infinite, you're completely infinite. And I was listening to this podcast and it was saying the exact same thing about resistance. It's like, Mm -hmm. you might be 10% resistant. You might as well be a hundred percent resistant, right? It's the same, mm -hmm. just the little bit of it. So, call in more of that higher vibration, that infinite frequency and use it in that to benefit because the resistance can go away. It just, it doesn't even matter. I mean, it's just a, it's a little like, Oh, Hey, I see you. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I've got something higher going on in the other room. Like, let's bring that one in. Let's Let's bring that frequency in.
1: It can ruin your day. Yeah. You know, you and I are, are wondering, we're, we're, we are master procrastinators. I'll give myself that. Like I'll give myself mastery of procrastination. And it's like, you know, I have, I have a little sadhana that I do every day. And there's some days that I don't get to it until say 1130 at night. And don't even think that many, many, many hours of that day have been informed by my resist, by my thinking about it. And it's starting, the pressure will be off. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it just comes down to, that and not giving something so much power and so much um awe and fear and 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 just energy of resistance it's like all that all that time could have been spent you know looking around and marveling at how how beautiful the trees are
0: <laughs> you know? no it's it's we play all kinds of tricks on ourselves and i think too this is where the gene keys or whatever piece of all of that comes in. Cause you can just tap right into one of those gifts. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that the more we do it, the less resistance there is and all of that. But I don't know the procrastination thing. is like, I wonder like, what is the benefit? You know, I I was out late last night and I realized, and then I stayed up late and mm-hmm. went to bed late. And I, and I've got this habit where if I go out I have, when I come home, I have, to, I need to give myself an hour to unwind or something. That, that's even that's if I'm literally, like last night I got home at, I don't know, 1130, 1145. I was tired. Wait, Why would I put resistance between me and sleep? What that, this unwinding thing that I, <laughs> a story in my head that I need to relax by watching television at midnight. I do not. <laughs> right. Um, or eating is part of what was going on as well. So there was eating, there was a cup of tea, there was some television, there was some, you know, social media. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not serving my highest good at all. I'm tired today. I didn't get enough sleep.
1: I went to bed late. You'll sleep when you're dead. Don't I'm worry about it. <laughs> Well first, okay, first of all, I know that you taught a class last night with Tej. So that yes. is going to I mean, all bets are off with the energy that you move and the space that you hold. And it's like, I I don't think we, I mean, and I think that's also something that we can just forgive ourselves for. It's like, listen, we have free will choices. If you wanted to like eat some, be a little bit of a human being for an hour or three after being a supernatural being for however long the class was, I mean- I'm with you. I mean, there's some meme or there was some. No, there's some real where some guy was like acknowledging that hour of time between like finishing your day and going to bed and like having to like just squander it with every like little fetish that you have for for being human. Like scroll now, I gotta scroll and now. I gotta do this. I think. <laughs> I mean, I feel like parents go through that a lot because they finally the kids asleep and they're like my time, and it's like, I mean, y- y- yeah, and you got to go to bed, so time management. I don't know when when someone figures it out, DM me and I'll, I'll take a look at it. Yeah, this one's this one's hard. This one is hard to manage.
0: Um, so I want to talk to you about Tucson. Oh yeah. I'm very curious. So Tucson, every January, February is a giant gem show, internationally famous. Yes. And can you explain what, what happens here in Tucson?
1: Um, yes. So for better or for worse, Tucson, Arizona is the location for uh, crystal sellers and vendors to descend from all over the world in one small town with limited restaurant fare and extremely, extremely inflated hotel prices for, for two magical weeks. Uh, there's, there's a giant energy field and vortex, uh, just set and, um, it's just there's there's so many layers of reality operating at one time that even this time for me going felt was very different. It felt very different to me. And I was like, is this and, – and who knows? This is not a controlled experiment. I now live in Sedona. I'm very separated from a lot of society and how the world works Um, I live in an energy vortex and now I'm going to a different energy vortex. Um, I've been doing this six years now, so it's like maybe the fun glitz, like excitement beginners mind is a little more jaded than, than before. Um, I have a lot of really great relationships with a lot of the vendors, so it's, it's nice to see people and to catch up and, um, you know, there's. There's different attitudes. The vendors I go to that are sort of my repeats now. I mean, I can't explain it. I like their stuff. I like how they do business. Um, we get along. You know, yeah. it's 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 fun to like just shoot the shit. And one of my facets of human design is, is marketplaces. So that's I forget how it's described, but we all have environments. It's I guess the environment. We, yeah, yeah. We you like. To- to,
0: yeah, to be around people, but but also to for the exchange, right? Yeah. Exchange of
1: information, exchange yeah. of goods, ideas, working. Yeah, and you know, it's just and it's like it's thoroughly entertaining because it's like bored with this table, move on to the next one, and you know, um, and I guess you know it 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 it's it, it's everyone anyone can go anyone mm-hmm. you can have whatever experience and. For some people, it's a total blowout. Like you're just, you know, you, there's so much energy and and you got to go eat some potatoes and like take a break. <laughs> but um, I mean, I go, I go now specifically for clients. Like it used to be because, you know, I used to stock crystals at, you know, the Rama's studios years ago. And so it was a different kind of inventory that I would be buying. And now I find it to be. It's kind of half and half. Like, if someone's specifically looking for something, I'm specifically looking for something for them, which actually is great because it's very anchoring. It's like, okay, I need to find a six foot tall citrine for this client. I'll go to this place because they're likely to have really tall pieces, and I start there, and then we, you know, it's <laughs> what's that thing? It's like how it started, how it ended. <laughs> Yeah, I'm walking away with like, you know, all this red quartz all of a sudden. And, and I'm like, I don't know, I guess this is what happened today. <laughs> like, what did I spend? Um, And I also, as I told a lot of clients, I was really wanting to focus on the skulls on like, good quality crystal quartz skulls. And um, so I, I mean, I go looking for things and I leave a lot of room for discovery because that's the fun part too is like I don't know I'll just see something and I'll be like well that's cool and I'll look at it and I'll be like well someone needs to have this and I do think that that's part of what I'm interested in doing with my business is just having a network of people where I find like I find something cool and I think to myself someone needs to have this not me necessarily but someone needs to have this and I'm just gonna throw it up on the bulletin board to whoever can tune in. And and I do think it gets very cosmic and quantum in that way, where I do think that people happen to go on Instagram at that moment and they happen to say, Oh, this thing. And that's fun. It's like when it's happening in real time and it's live and it's like, tell me now. Cause if I go back in an hour, it could be gone. Yeah. Which has, which happened several
0: times. There were things yeah. that I, you and I were talking about. And, yeah. and it was interesting too, just, following the energy. And I I really, I I love that sort of being part and being a conduit of the energy of understanding, oh, this has something, there is a frequency here and it does belong to someone. And I'm going to offer this to someone that will will want it or need it or align with it, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, And it's fun. It's a game. There's nothing more fun to me than someone that like, like clients that I haven't talked to or just even friends, like suddenly like hopping on and being like, wait a second, what's that? And I'm like, oh my God, do you want it? <laughs> like there is this one piece that was, this, it's a Himalayan quartz and I picked it up and I'm like, this thing's a crown. And that's another thing that I love about, I don't know, just what I do with crystals is like, I see something and I, I see something. It's like, it's not just a crystal. It's no, this is a crown. Like it's, or, oh, like you are, you're always noticing dragons, like yeah. not just dragon heads, but like weirdos formations. You'll be like, there's a dragon, <laughs> <laughs> but this, this, this Himalayan crown. And so my approach used to be, I would just buy a bunch of shit and then try to sell it later. And that was like, that was my business model. And then when I started working with people and clients, it got more of like, oh, I'm not gonna buy it unless I have someone lined up that wants it because I don't want to carry a lot of inventory. I have, I have a lot of inventory from those previous trips where I just bought a bunch of shit. Not shit, good stuff. Um, <laughs> I've but- seen good stuff. I there are some pieces in there that are.
0: Absolutely yeah. magical. And I would also say, too, given the fact that you are in Sedona and given the fact that you do have a lot of crystals in one place, they're get activating more and more. Yeah. That's been my experience of visiting you over <laughs> the years to <laughs> see it's like they're hidden, there's these hidden gems and there's information coming through all the time. And you just don't know what So I would continue to offer that for you. It's like you go down into that third shelf and like find that, you know, that tiger's eye that's like a little smaller than the other ones, but it's like back there for a reason. It's like, it's not ready. It hasn't been ready to to show itself. There's so much energy I find
1: in these crystals. That's really all about discovery. Just fascinating. And it's it's time coded. It really (laughs) is. Like even for myself, I mean, things that didn't really light up suddenly light up and I'm like oh my god this is this is the thing and I mean even like it, it's all interconnected like I, I and I I think about to you know I don't even know what I have we don't even know what we know and so I'll be reading the gene keys and he's talking about the hexagrams and I'm like oh my god hexagonal structure of a crystal ha ah! like everything is everything is everything right yeah so I mean, oh, but just to finish that story, the, the crown, like multiple people asking me about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's it's incredible. It's it's Himalayan quartz. It's a crown. Da, 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 da. And I'm lying in the bathtub at the end of the day, because that was really how I had to end each day. I'm like, I just cooked. And so I just filled the bathtub in the hotel room with you know bath salts. And I would just I would like post all the stories and like, you know, do all the correspondence there. And suddenly someone's like, wait, that. And I'm like. Shanti Tag, you're, you're it's you it's you and and it I don't know it's just it's 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 wild it's fun I think the thing I I also have to remind myself is that energy field that is Tucson is always available to me and there is that excitement factor there's the FOMO factor there's the get it right now or it's gone. Like there's that sense of urgency that, that makes it just more, more fun. It's like, you know, it's like an auction almost mm-hmm. it's like there's an energy to that. And it just sort of, it, it, it creates itself because, you know, they're gone. The Brazilians are back. They've gone. They're, they're done. I mean, yes, maybe I can order it, but it's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. Like going back for it rather than being like in the moment, like I get the FaceTime. Let's go now. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. this there's something to that.
0: And also to I think it's well, you know, appointed and to say that it's, you know, the this is time coded, that the experience that you had this year was different than two years ago and certainly will be different than next year. Cause we all go, you know, we're gonna be on a our own upgraded frequency, etc., etc., And, you know, maybe d- more in tune with the gifts and the cities and the, all of that. So that when you go back, you're going to see different things that you yeah. might actually have been there this year, but you weren't necessarily in tune with or aligned towards. And so, and also new things will show up and old things yeah. will disappear. And I think that goes for every part of our lives, right? The people that walk into our lives, the job opportunities, the travel experience, like you and I have talked to, you know, you traveled so much last year. And it's like, right now, travel's not high on the agenda. It might be, but at the moment, right, there's a different, you went through the thing to get to where you are now. And that is so much part of this experiential living and being in the now. And allowing ourselves not to be future oriented or past oriented, but really to just vibrate the experience that's completely present. And I think that's why these sort of moments at the gem show of getting excited about something, because it's very much of a a moment to moment experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even like it's funny because like the fluorite that was like the big holy shit moment last year I went back and I was like "Hmm." I mean it wasn't that I was half-hearted but like I also did buy a lot of inventory that I still have from there but I found I found some pieces that I was like ah yeah these these but it, I think that's that's the other part of of being of loosening of our of us loosening up not carrying expectations mm-hmm. that does not equal this. And I think that's also like, even, you know, I was thinking about, you know, writers like Hemingway or, or writers that, and I don't, I actually don't know if this was his experience, but you know, many artists feel like they have to be like drunk to create. And I think it's, we're all trying to pinpoint these moments of genius so that we can repeat them later, you know, mm-hmm. so we can have the same effect and, you know, are the conditions and the, you know, the formula, like what, what was it, what was it that made the, you know, that made them cast her over, over her, what was it that, that I can repeat for the same success later? And honestly, my, it's, it's, it's frustrating as hell. I mean, it, it, it drives me crazy, but it's like, it's walking in without expectations. It's walking in with the beginner's mind. It's walking in with the full trust that you'll be supported that, you know, it, but you can't, I don't know. You can't, I, you, you
0: can't go back. I mean, I, yeah. I've never, I've never really operated under that assumption because I, I might be the one person that has so much of Virgo energy in my chart who's anti-perfectionist. I hate that word, perfect. I <laughs> truly, truly hate it because it's so subjective. It is no – there is no universal – like your definition of it is not mine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when people use it, it's, again, they're – Subconscious thought form get trying you know, to imprinting on me, and I just I rejected it at all, literally at all costs. And someone said to me, I was explaining, they're like, "Are you, are you Jewish?" <laughs> Meaning, like you should you, it, you're, you're 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 like operating completely against character. You're operating against type. Like, what has happened? <laughs> It's interesting. And and it might be too that I think I was just disappointed over and over as when I was younger and kept feeling like I was banging my head against a wall. Like, this is what I, this was the conditioning. Like, why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? And then at one point, I just realized this is, this whole thing is just, it's a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> and, and therefore, you can't recreate it. And you can only keep your mind and heart open for something new and to have, You know, an experience of something better or something more interesting or something different and unique, challenging, you know, uh, that I I just feel like that gives us more possibility and to walk into life and everything that we do with permission. It's like I go on a walk many days around my neighborhood and my feeling is like, I don't know what I'm going to see today. Like, what's going to be there? We have one of those little, um, uh what are they like sidewalk libraries what are they called yeah. those little the, libraries little uh, libraries yeah, in in the neighborhood and you put yeah. a book in and you, you know they're just around the streets and I always go by sometimes I put books in sometimes I take books out I'm like what's gonna
1: be there today and um oh, and I, whoa 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 is one that you go to on Montana no okay because we used to live near each other
0: or I used to live in Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back There's probably back. one over there. I don't, that's not the one I go by.
1: Okay. Um, this
0: one It's called like little neighborhood libraries yeah. or something? Like that. Um, but I just, but again, it's sort of that child childish sense of wonder and opening up because and then this is what makes the thing interesting it's like then you get to go to Tucson or you get to go on a trip to Paris or Mallorca where you know you've been dozens and dozens of times but it's a whole new experience and it's like oh my god yeah. the airport's set up this way what <laughs> you know like i, I where's the thi- like what you know and then it, it just it's life's more interesting
1: yeah yeah, and like it, it, I think it's also the I think it's just, it's just going back to the this does not equal that and and it's and it's okay. Because again, I think we've just been, we've been so programmed like this is how it's always been done and this is da, 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 and this is how the system works and it's like that system doesn't work and that's, you know, where you're banging your head against the wall and you're like, "But wait a minute, why isn't why isn't it working? Like, why? Why am I so dissatisfied with with my experience? And, I mean, yeah, I think that the, I mean, you're talking about like, does was the airport always laid out this way? And then, of course, my like quantum conspiratorial mind is like, is it the same airport though? <laughs> <laughs> but is it the same? I, I don't know. I, what do you? What do you remember? <laughs> But, but then again, you know, one of, I mean, one of my fears of not traveling some, of not scheduling some travel, of not going, um, out on to, you know, airline websites right now is, you know, for me, one experience and result I have from travel and movement is it, it, it. Energizes my business. It energizes my my creativity. It 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 really like, you know, when I'm going somewhere, I sell stuff. Like it just there's this it's the same thing like back with acting. Like if you ever booked a trip somewhere, you were guaranteed to get an audition like the day after you land Correct. in some <laughs> you know other state. So for me, I've had to kind of have some conversations with myself and be like, well, hey. What if it is totally safe and totally successful and totally cool with, uh, you know, the universe if I just sit tight at home for a little while? And I don't know, maybe you write. Maybe we start organizing all of the scraps of paper and moments. And I mean, what if we actually sit with some of it rather than race off to the next destination, which isn't to say that tomorrow you're going to call and be like, Hey, let's go to Mallorca. And I'll be like, all right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) For now, you know, it's, it's, it's just examining my own beliefs and my own rules and my own equations. And okay, is this actually an equation? Do, are these mutually exclusive? Like, yeah, you traveled. Yeah. You had great business. How about you? What if you don't travel? Can you still have great business? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, to your point though, before about expectation, you know, one of the mantras that I created for myself driving back from Tucson was to a friend of mine. It's like, what if it just keeps getting better? What if, what if it just keeps getting better and you look around at whatever your experience is right now. And if it's not so nice, if it, if it, you know, if you need a new couch, cause your dog shredded the one that you currently, you know what I mean? If, if the, if the environment is telling you a certain story, what if you just think to yourself, well, what if it just keeps getting better? Cause I think that is a more creative and a more empowered path that we can take, you know, even if the astrology looks like it's going to be a shit show, what if it just keeps getting better?
0: Yeah, I would add to this. When the astrology is a shit show is where you can make leaps and bounds
1: changes. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Because with stress and tension comes deep, you know, reflection, introspection. And if there is intention here, you can find a creative way forward Mm -hmm. that is better and more interesting. And this is, you know, this is Aquarius. This is Pluto and Aquarius. This is innovating. This is... Breaking free from the way things have been in the past. This is breaking free from consensus thinking, beliefs, behaviors, right? Doing things different. different. Yeah. Really, really evaluating and saying, like, well, what if I had a little bit of an independent mind in the scenario? And like, what if that moment of, well, I've always done it this way. That's the pattern. Therefore, you know, it must continue, right? To recreate the positive experience yeah. or the the success. Yeah. Well, what if all of my future successes look different? Yeah. What if they can't be replicated? Right? What if it does? What if it is better? Give ourselves permission to walk through that. And I think that this is what this is where we're at right now as a collective and certainly for all of us individually, because in the astrology, right, like Pluto's is like major impactful planet of change and transformation and power and, you know, soul movements. Mm-hmm. And for the next 20 years, all of the personal planets, the moon, the sun, Venus, Mercury, Mars, they're going to keep going through Aquarius on mm-hmm. their cycles every year, every, you know, however, the moon every month. Mm-hmm. Like lining up with that force again, it's like, do a different change, make new, forge new paths, let go of an old way of thinking and being and experiencing of loving, right? Mm -hmm. Let go, try something new, see what happens.
1: I was telling a friend of mine, because it was, it was this thing where she had a great experience. And I think part of the, when you have a big win, you're never going to repeat it because there's always going to be something different. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, "Look, you played a perfect game. And you're going to play another perfect game. And it's going to be completely fucking different." I mean, watch the Beckham documentary, you know? I know I'm serious. It's like it's genius repeated. Like the 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 repeated pattern, the hexagonal structure of the crystal, the repetition is the player playing A great game. Even if they lose, even if they miss the shot, it's still a fucking great game. Just just watching the genius in action.
0: Yeah. And
1: by the way, no two games are the same. No. So you just never know. So so give that up. Like you know, like you're it, it isn't it isn't that wonderful and freeing. Yeah. To be like, yeah, all right, you know, the Jersey is going to have a little stain and it didn't have, like, it, it, we're never, the parallel universe cannot be repeated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, there was something else you were saying. I was getting all excited about it and I just,
0: and out it went. It. No, um, I love like this, but it, you know, and that's part of, you know, one of the things too, that, that, you know, our, our teacher and friend Guru Jaga talked about was just this creation culture. It's create to create and have those experiences. And you, and if you follow the creation, if you follow your art, it'll move you. And I think you and I are particularly attuned to it. Again, going back to the very beginning, as as manifesting generators, we get excited about things and we go into them. And I think that all people. All peoples, we all have our own unique design, and that's part of it. Is really to understand your design, work with your design, and through your design, being it, and it opens up all kinds of different ways. So certainly, your experience is different than mine. Our intentions are slightly, you know, they're gonna they're gonna shift and move over time as we live life and have new experiences. But that's the fun part.
1: And furthermore, like if you and I did the same thing, if we, if it was all the same, if we had one sphere in common on our <laughs> chinkies, you know what I mean? I mean, well, that's, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, you know, I, I, I consider my brother and I'm like looking at it and we've always been extraordinarily bonded and it, it's like, yeah, he's my soulmate, man. Like Absolutely, and you know if we we watch that Jas reel. I mean, where she's talking about the eight point four million lifetimes. It's like y'all, there's a lot of souls, you know. Yeah. And it could just even be that he and I are soulmates from you know maybe maybe this is our first incarnation together. Like who knows? Even though we've maybe traveled other realms together, like it it all it gets very it all gets very possible, doesn't it? When yeah. When we look at the numbers, but you know, it, 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 if we were always together and we're not, I mean, we 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 send memes to each other, make each other laugh. Like <laughs> maybe maybe that's it. Even though we have so much in common, but I I, I do think that that's once again letting people have their experience and letting mm-hmm. and why I'm very, I mean. Sita asked me, she's like, are you going to do human design readings? And I'm like, I don't know anything about human design, frankly. Like I I, I know a bit. I'm conversational. You know, I'm not fluent. But I, I really do – and maybe I could change my mind tomorrow. But I really do think this is a personal, independent study to take on. And I think part of it also is the the deeper you go – I mean, whatever. If it's it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But whatever is going to help you understand your shadow, understand your gifts, understand your brilliance, I also think that's going to heal so many parts of myself. And I'll only speak for myself here, but it'll heal so many parts for myself that I really can have so much more compassion for everyone else healing their parts and not have so much judgment and not take things personally. Cause it's like, I have this giant book that is very personal (laughs) and this is what I should take personally. Like this is what I should take personally. In that I can know myself better Mm -hmm. and not feel so affronted and, it's sort of like knowing the answer before asking the question, you know. So I'm not going to walk up to someone and be like, "Hey, what do you think about me?" Because like, what? Why would you do that? <laughs> well, now I can I once I've mastered myself, which will be never, but I'll know myself. So it's the difference between that and going up to someone and be like, "Hey, what do you think about me?" Already knowing my answer, what I think about me. So actually, it doesn't matter what you think about me. If you think I'm wonderful, I agree. If you think um, I'm not wonderful, well, I'll see myself out.
0: (laughs) Someone once, I remember, uh, said something to the effect of, You know, if you lead or bring up your own insecurities, people will mirror them back to you. Mm. And then it's basically you're asking for somebody to confirm Mm. the negative of your own negative beliefs. Mm -hmm. So, and therefore, don't ever, ever, ever do that. Just don't. And we have so many gifts and positive qualities in us that we want to amplify, right? And then you know, there's teachings around this with in relationships with men. There was there was this article in the New York Times that was called like the dolphin study or something where it was like, you know, and I don't know, it's probably 10 or maybe even 15 years ago and it literally was like praise, praise your partner was, that was it. It was just like, give them the praise for all of the really wonderful things that they do, no matter how small and particularly the small stuff, because they will in turn feel good about themselves and will do
1: more good things. Listen, I have been married and in a relationship with the same man for, I don't know, 18 years. And one of the best hardest pills to swallow was praise them for the little things. And wow. I mean, that here's the thing. I, and I hear that and I'm like, (laughs) Oh, I could have done that myself. (laughs) You know, however, the distances that you can go with that little bit of of praise. I can't even tell you how how um a little goes a long way. We'll just yeah. say.
0: Yeah, and it puts all you know, it puts all of us back into our authentic self yeah. where there's no judgment. You're just doing the thing cuz it feels good and that's really? that's it, right? And then the more we show up, so it's like you don't have to walk up to somebody and be like tell me how great I am
1: cuz you <laughs> already know. Well, I already know how great you are. about you come to me. <laughs> what it is about you? But you're ama- That's amazing. Amazing. That happened to me in Whole Foods, and I this in Sedona. You got to be careful when people come up to you because you're kind of like. I mean, I'll throw up some of the protection mantras just because. Yeah, you, 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 there's a lot of weird, weird interactions that can happen here. Um, but I remembered what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about, um, kind of like programming a moment and looking, looking for the, the problem or looking for the, um, the confirmation of there being a problem. And, um, I came out of a yoga class through night and it was, I hadn't gone to a flow class in a really long time and just felt so good. Just like, I'm like, I'm just going to creatively move my body for, you know, the hour and a half because in Bikram, it's very regimented. Like you are not creative in Bikram. (laughs) You are hitting very specific angular points. Kind of, you know, it's kind of like in Kundalini yoga. Um, but, uh, this is flow class and it's kind of like the, the ooey gooey, like it's Sedona vibe. Like, you know, move how you like guys, if that doesn't feel good, like just, just modify. (laughs) All right, well, that's fun, you know? But I come out of this class. I'm feeling good. I check my phone and I had posted a reel, I think, of some crystals. And I was looking to see if anybody had responded, and if anybody's going to buy anything, frankly. And there's just like two messages from people like, you know, some bullshit, like, ha, 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 whatever. And I had this same moment that I would have years ago when I would come out of a yoga class to see if I had any auditions, to see if I had a callback, you know, checking your phone, checking your phone. Did he call back? Like looking for that external validation of something good is going to happen now that I've done this yoga class. Mm -hmm. And it was was perfect because it was like a check yourself moment too, where it was like, all right. So just because no one has messaged me about this amazing crystal, by the way, that, you know, I'm I'm just shocked that I'm, you know, the, the phone's not blowing up and, you know, the bids are coming, you know, but I'm like, I could feel the energetic pulse going in that direction of nobody messaged, no one's buying it, this is a failure, the business isn't going to work, I'm going to die. Like. That's, yeah. that's the trajectory, like yeah. whether I'm aware of it or not, that's, that's where we're going here. Same thing. I didn't get the call back. Oh God. And then, you know, in, if you could see the, I don't know if we can just referential the video, but like, it's that, that, that you're at that level 10 and then a nine and then an eight and then a seven and then a six. And did you even just go to a yoga class? No, you did not. Like you're, yeah. you're what, and I said out loud to myself. Why are you programming this moment this way? What are you doing? Stop it. This is just your mind. None of this shit is real. Turn it off. And I was very proud of myself for taking that moment. And I'm just inviting people to check and catch these these little sparks and Course correct. Pluto's in Aquarius. It, things happen. Re- no, really, things happen really fast. We can manifest some really, some really not favorable outcomes. Yeah, I, that's
0: good. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you did Are it. So
1: wonderful. I am because
0: that's I know- great. Yeah, for absolutely for sure, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that you fought it and you understood it and you changed it, you just made a different decision in that moment. It had nothing to do with your value, your self-worth, your survival, right? It's just a moment in time. And I also would say too, that there is this fallacy that people think like, oh, I do yoga or oh, I do meditation and therefore life must be perfect. I actually don't know how many yogis (laughs) most yogis and meditators I know don't believe that, but the outside people do. Like they think because I do the yoga and meditation, have a daily practice, et cetera, et cetera, like all should be wonderful in the world, you know, every like, and no, it's, we still live, but I have perspective now and I don't attach to it. So there's other things that are the result, but not always what people think. And again, it goes back to that outcome. It's not, you don't, I don't know. I just think it's very simplistic to believe that you can go through an hour experience and come out
1: like you oh, this. Know, not
0: angelic,
1: yeah. No. If anything, I caught myself because it's like, listen, you physically, chemically have released a bunch of endorphins. I feel really good. Why? Why are you down in your buzz? Like, yeah. I remember when I had my wisdom teeth out. I had I had one out, and they 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 gave they gave me the gas, and Oh my, and I, when I, I was in like that twilight and I remember like opening my eyes and Ian, and Ian being like, you know, sitting there like, how are you doing? And I'm like, great, let's do, let's do the, let's do the surgery. I'm ready. And he's like, no, it's done. And I'm like, "It is." and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, get me home. I, I wanted to, all I wanted is to go home and go get into bed and just enjoy this drugs. (laughs) Cause you know, I mean. This was years ago when I was uh, still enjoying a certain lifestyle. <laughs> I was like, let's not waste this. <laughs> but anyways, but wonderfully the same effect somewhat gets produced when I when I work out, when I when I do yoga, when I have a nice. And the more that you do, the
0: the more common it is to be in that you know, Mm -hmm. to be in that experience and in that frequency. And again, it's like, then this is where you're making better, more positive, more divine choices, because you have, you're operating at a, a, a different resonance. And it's, it's more aligned to begin with. So it's just like going down or the opposite way or the old way. It's just not even, it's not even in the conversation, really. That's and it's over. over,
1: it's it's like back to what you were saying too about like you just you just don't register with with people that are at at that different resonance. It's not a judgment thing. It's not a hierarchical thing. It's it's literally like attracts like. I mean, when I when I because the other thing is this, and you said you know when when no matter how meditated we are, no matter how how new patterned we are in just our neurological functions based on our practice the old patterns are always going to be there and there there's always the opportunity for us to like pick them back up or they they sneak their way in again and you know if anything it's it's just more frustrating for us because you know here we're doing these practices and we're like that bullshit again. Like what the, I just did an hour long freaking Jupiter business Korea on a Thursday. Like what the fuck? And I mean, for me it's humor. I just, I, I deflect with the humor the most that I can, but like I had a moment where I felt the pattern coming up of like, Oh, the death and despair. Oh, the, the morbid fantasy as Jessa Reed would say, like, and it's funny because these patterns exist too, like when I go to Tucson. And that's something when I go and repeat an experience or I repeat, you know, aspects of an of an experience. There's old thought forms that live in Tucson for me that I'm aware of. That it's like, oh wait, no, that's 2018 thinking. Oh no, wait, that's that's a 2020 pattern. And I, I noticed this because I'm returning to a place that's basically neutral, really. Except for my experiences and my expectations that I've laid on it, mm-hmm. and there have been many times where I've driven back from Tucson, just being like, "Oh my God, oh fuck, I just bet the farm, didn't I? Shit, I just bet the farm," and I had this moment where I could feel that the wheels turning in that direction and being like, "Oh shit, oh God, oh no, um, it could, you know, it can all go to shit, it can all blah 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 blah," and I'm telling you, there was this voice in me. And I feel like it was, or this faction of me. And I feel like it was a version of myself that already went through that and was exhausted and met her resolution with it and was like, we've already been through that. You know, that's not going to happen. We're not going to, like, literally like an avatar of myself, Like a ghost of myself being like, listen, I just fell on the sword for this very issue. Please don't make me go through that again. (laughs) We that's you know, that's not going to happen. You know, that's not real. And it's funny. I just see this world weary Eponine character from like Les Mis just being like, you know, (laughs)
0: so dramatic but it's i funny. love that you're able to see it to see it for what it is and that takes discernment and that takes cosmic intelligence and that takes also a real understanding of of the soul's experience and to say like oh no 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 we've done that You recognizing the pattern and recognizing the thought forms and the language, maybe or the archetype that's being, you know, shown again, and then you get to see it with fresh eyes,
1: and we're done. and clear it. It's personified, and also it's 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 a form of self love really. Because I think so much of what we, you know, the misery we put ourselves through, and he writes about this in the Gene Keys for, I mean, it's, it's, it's all over the place, but, it, you know, it's, it's, it's Buddhism. It's creating your own suffering. It's like, you know, seeing that part of yourself and caring enough about them, having enough compassion for yourself that you're like, oh, I'm okay. No, we, I'm not dragging you through that. I'm absolutely not going to drag you through that again, that Damn. that child. It's like, no, man, we're going to go look at crystals and we're going to eat like some cupcakes. All
0: right. On that note and beautiful, sweet uh, moment, we should all go get some sugary substances. <laughs> Um, and relive uh, the, the blessings of our youth uh, <laughs> through a higher mind. <laughs> um, thank you so much. I can't wait to see what you have delivered from Tucson. And I know that there's some videos on your Instagram that you, an unboxing video, right? There's some, there's some crystals yeah. to view. Yes.
1: And I can't wait to see what you're, what are you offering next? Do you have a course coming up? I am. This week,
0: going to put the final touches on, I'm going to be doing a new introduction to astrology course, yay! and I'm just working out the details, but I would really, I believe this is going to start in March, and um this is going to happen soon. Just, you know, to go into the language and talk more about the planets and talk more about the signs and the archetypes and just get familiar with the the data available and, Mm -hmm. and parse it through our own experiences and really understand like, what does Scorpio feel like to you? What does it feel like to me? And again, we all approach it differently through our own experience and through our own personal placements as well. So conversation, information, dialogue, and really I'm, I'm into this sort of Socratic method of really like you know, asking the questions and then, and sharing knowledge, because that's the way that we're going to integrate all of this
1: and, and and
0: grow. That's, that's, that's
1: my goal. I think review is so important. It's like, you know, it's job, it's repeat because again, you think, you know, something, And you do, you have probably have a work, not you specific, but like us in general. Like, I think I know, I think I know what impeccability means. And I immediately think to myself, oh, that's, that's my gene key. And it's like, do you know what impeccability means? Like, like, okay, what does it mean? And, you know, same thing, like we've talked in previous episodes about, you know, Aquarius, you have a couple buzzwords and that's, that's good enough. And it's like, I mean, you can spend a lifetime we won't spend a lifetime, obviously, with your course, but I think I think also fresh takes and lived experiences are so powerful. Like that's what we got out of your masterclass last time was like yeah. people literally, and I think too when when someone's going through something, other people that have gone through it can can chime in and same that same and, and still learn from what the person's going through also i mean it's it's very give and take yeah
0: and i think overall uh, in my experience and in, and in, in teaching and giving readings there's just these patterns are showing up over and over again and by the way i don't want to belabor this but you know <laughs> when we were talking about um you know, with the gene keys and the family and the archetypes coming through in whatever these systems are, that's been revealed to me more and more. And I don't know if you've noticed it it as we've been going through the astrology, but there's like a lot of patterns and different people they are showing up and you're like, oh, your Venus is on my, you know, Mars or your, you know, your moon is on my ascendant. And there's these connections. Your North node is on my Jupiter. Like there's information available that we really can learn Again deeper from one another and also understand that like we are really connected in these much deeper ways and that we truly have things to learn from one another and that's why there are people are showing up in our lives at different points and it's so it's so interesting and multi-layered and it's just it's a it's a lifelong study really if you have an open mind to it and an open heart to to explore and truly like
1: understand that we are all each other's teachers and there's
0: no separation. We're all the same.
1: And like and the, the more synchronicities I've always learned I've always understood it to be the more synchronicities, the more it really is the universe winking at you, see saying, see, you see how how you you're creating your reality. You see how you're reflecting yourself right back to yourself. You see like it's you know it's not random and yet it it is um we do have the free will. We do have that that's the sort of wild card is our free will. And i think oftentimes it's trusting ourselves that we are making the right choice, that we are we are you know we are going in the right direction and if we're not we're going to get a little course corrected maybe and ultimately the things that feel good and sound good and resonate are just that. And we are on the right path. And you you see something you admire in someone else, it's like, cool. Maybe it's maybe it's gonna keep getting better.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. We will talk soon. Yes we will.